Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of An Uneducated Muggle, because I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's a good enough intro. We're going to go with it. Pronunciation. Which I don't have any of. So <laughs> this week, we're reviewing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets movie. <laughs> pretty, pretty right. Yeah. Oh, my God. We watched half of it. Then we watched the other half, in which I fell asleep through half of that. And rewatched the other half today. Yeah, it, it took which you, I ended up getting on my phone because it was so terrible. <laughs> it took you three sessions to get through a two-hour and forty-minute movie. Yeah, which that's my main sticking point with this. This is a second in a series of eventually eight movies because well, oh boy, there's too much to fit into just Harry Potter. There's eight movies, right? But, and then there's two more after that, right? I, but like this this storyline. Yep. And this one is two hours and 40 minutes long. Like, good God. And I think it was worse than the first one. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said there's no way Chris Columbus, like, it was new. He hasn't done a big scale thing. He knows what he's doing now. He'll be fine. We don't even need to give him as much budget. And then he took the car and he crashed it right into a tree. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but that was from the book, so he's allowed to do that. That's true. Uh, so. This. This is a bad movie. That was a, it. Was I, pretty rough. I, I didn't remember it being as rough. I initially thought at the at the beginning beats of the movie, I thought this is better than the first one. Yeah, I'll because, agree with that because the pacing was a lot better. The like mm-hmm. intro stuff was faster because just one of my sticking points of the first movie was it took forty five minutes for them to get to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. and in this movie, forty five minutes in, I made a conscious note to check the times. Oh yeah. They're learning about the history of the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, that is 45 good. minutes in. Where in the first movie, they were seeing a Hogwarts for the first time. Yeah. But, it, but that then, was building characters and your surroundings and everything. Yeah. Then if you have the question of what's worse, a slow start to a movie or a slow end, I think the slow end is worse. I don't think there was a slow end. It was a slow middle getting to the end. I think the movie took forever to end, which we can yep. get more in depth, but... After the big like climax, the battle and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I think there was still like twenty five minutes of movie. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. No. It, it felt like it. It was. It probably felt like it, but there wasn't. It was long. It was short. But yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything positive to say about it, or should we just start nitpicky? I like Hermione's hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that different from the first movie, was less it? Less bushy. It was less bushy. A yeah, little they, bit more tame. They decided she didn't need to look the part of a squirrel. That too. Yeah. Um, the special effects were a little bit better. A little bit better. They were a little bit better, yes. Especially the whole turning into Crab Goyle and Mil- Millicent. That was a good way of covering up the fact that CGI like wasn't quite there yet for mm-hmm. a smooth transition. Like the bubbling. Fa- I, yeah. I actually liked that. I enjoyed that. It quite was a different. Bit. I liked it. Um, the the like sort of practical effects were good. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was a little bit of, like that cheese, like the flying car stuff was a little bit mm-hmm. kind of cheesy physical prop effect. Especially but... the Whomping Willow. Yeah, that, was, that, a that was a little That was a little rough. There was the one scene where uh, McGonagall was with Harry in the corridor after they found Justin. And Harry's standing with his back to like the outer outer wall of the castle. So right. it's like the grounds. And it was like you could just tell like... There was, it was just black, so it worked for him because it was nighttime, but it was like, they just put up a black screen, like, yeah. there's no CGI, like, 
I like showing the forest or the lake out in that direction. Yeah. It was that's, just like, oh, yeah. it's black. It's that's dark. how they saved the uh, $25 million in budget from the last I movie. I guess. Yeah, yeah, this one only had a budget of $100 million. So wow. Down from one twenty five, which is kind of weird when you think about it from a sequel standpoint. Yeah. Usually the thing in Hollywood is, this thing was a success. Here's Let's more money. pump more money into yeah. it. And they did not do that in this case. But So, yeah, it was just, eh. Yeah, I, I think the, the pacing is the biggest thing. Yeah, because like, the middle dragged, and then after the end, I felt like it was just... They, there was a lot of fluff they could have caught up, yeah. cut out, I think. Um, we talked about, like, to start at the beginning, like, the Dosleys were okay. I liked it better in the book and how it was described and what happened. It made more sense than what uh, took place in the movie. It was like, really compressed. Yeah, very compressed. And so once that was over, I was happy with that because I love the burrow. Like, we talked about it in the right. book part, how we just love Miss Weasley and the burrow and how happy of a home. And I could see... I would love to just see more of that house yeah. in scope of what... Um, well, there, there were some details in the, the movie that weren't that I don't remember from the book that I really liked. Like what? The, the thing that stuck out to me is the clock that kept track of where all the kids were. There was a clock of some sort They talked about a clock, in but the house. they didn't mention like, it was like, oh, Fred, Weasley, uh, Fred, George, and Ron, and they all just like tick over yeah, to Yeah, I think home. it's a nice touch. I thought, I'm like... But then if you a, really think about it, why is nobody else at home? Where are all their hands? Oh my god, that's really interesting. Yeah, because they were all down, just a little, like a quarter of a. Is there like in a sleep thing that we just didn't see in frame, or what? What? Where was Miss Weasley? Is it there's a category for fuming, or angry, or yeah, yeah, down at the bottom right, there's probably a category for waiting for those goddamn kids to get home (laughs) because I'm gonna kill them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a manual side. You have to go over the clock, and you have to go. So I missed some of the parts in the book that from the burrow, like the gome, the gnome, the gome. I always see the oh the the, uh, the lawn gnomes. Yeah, the lawn gnomes getting rid of that. Um, they were yeah. did flying practice, I think, a little bit with Fred and George. Oh yeah, they were practicing so, for Quidditch. There was that. Um, um, I, so yeah. I didn't feel like I missed a lot of I that stuff just just for pacing yeah. of the movie. That's that's no, something that's an that. acceptable omission. But like I said, I would just have loved to see more of the burrow. Right. I wonder if that's in Harry Potter in Disney, you know, in Disney. Oh, World. in the the Universal Studios. Yeah, because they yeah. have the whole Hogwarts. I want to see more of the burrow. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I do think um, Mark Williams and Julie Walters as uh, the Weasley parents. Mm-hmm. Picture perfect casting. Oh yeah. That that was straight out I of love her. Uh, out of like the book descriptions, like, and just what you picture in your head of. Out of favorite characters in the movie series, it's Maggie Smith, or Professor McGonagall. Sure. And then right underneath, pretty much, is Miss Weasley. Yeah, and it's uh, is it Molly Weasley? Yeah. Is Molly. that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, What's I re- his name? Arthur. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he had just that idea of like the everyman father i love how in the book there's that part like your boys drove that car to surrey (laughs) and back and he was like in the book it's like really how'd it go and that was portrayed so pitch perfect that's that was some of the best acting in in that movie and then she just turned around and slapped him i'm like that is exactly how they should be and then the way he instantly went like, and that was wrong of you. Like he <laughs> turned that on the switch the way every father does, yes. and that was perfect. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Um, yeah, we talked about all the all the other Weasley kids because we saw them in the first movie. Yeah, nothing really um, changed. 
I do want to make a note before we go too uh, far into movie to make a note. This movie should have been called Harry Potter and the Voices of Puberty. Because <laughs> those poor, those poor, Especially poor Ron. boys. Rupert, yeah. Rupert Grint yeah. and Daniel Radcliffe. I think Rupert was way worse than D- Daniel. I, I feel like at the I mean, beginning, Daniel Radcliffe, time, but oh my god, he's anytime. Squeaking. You'd probably do it better. Yeah, they were going into like the uh, the Spider Force. like, Spiders! <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> and like, it fits for the character, but it's yeah. still like, ooh. Yeah. And it's like, you get away with it because they are supposed to be 12. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's. That kind of like grading, and then by the second half of the movie, they've all completed puberty. Yeah, because you take a year to shoot a movie. Yeah, that's so, true. Actually, that kind of fits. Actually, but <laughs> but I love it. The voices. It's, of it puberty. was so noticeable right out of the gate. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. So yeah, um, once they got to school, um, it was nice that they showed the carriages from the school and not skipped that part because I was. Oh yeah, so yeah. That was kind of cool. Just. Because we missed that. Oh, wait. Nope. Yeah, we didn't I'm see carriages. You're, sorry, you're I'm on the ahead wrong to the book. Third. I'm yeah, reading the third book already. You're, you're sorry, pre, folks. You're pre-homeworking. So yeah, because never mind. We that. didn't see shit. We saw him yeah. get hit by a tree. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, in case you haven't watched the or read the uh, third book. past the second book. <laughs> um, I just screwed that one up. Well, so befo- anyway, even they before they get to school, school. That's right. Oh, wait. Well, before they do, there's two other casting notes we have to talk about. Okay. Just to cover. First, um, Jason Isaacs as Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, amazing. Perfect. Yeah. I I say these movies so far have been perfect casting. Except because for the kids. Or Daniel. I'm you not don't a, think so? I'm not a You're fan not? of... I'm not? I'm not a fan of Daniel Radcliffe oh, as Harry Potter. Oh, really? That's interesting. We can, we'll get to it later, but... Well, I'll just talk about it now. So, at the end of the movie, you know how Lord Voldemort is played by Tom... Well, is Tom Riddle. Yeah. I don't know the kid's name. I sat there watching it for the third time tonight, today, thinking that kid could have played a better, probably, a better Harry Potter. Uh... His emotions in his face were more dramatic... He, uh, yeah, I suppose he probably just had more practice to it. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the way he was directed. Oh, but but we can okay think of that. But so anyway, I just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think Jason Isaacs was dead on. Who plays Gilgory Gild? Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart is played by Kenneth Branagh. He's really good. At his he part. is he is really really good, mm-hmm. and I knew that he was in this movie, mm-hmm. and I was having trouble picturing him while i was reading the book oh yeah just because i mentioned that whole thing about like the like the housewives swooning thing i'm just like <laughs> which Branagh? was portrayed by molly oh yeah Wait, she was, was great dead on like f- fixing her hair yeah fixing her hair herself in- and then she got jostled by the other women and she's like oh excuse me sorry yeah and and just like the whole like fixing her appearance like while you're staring at him yeah and then i love how you know ron's character it's not in the book but like maybe it is of Mom has basically. Mom has the hots for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what he says. Yeah, they, they. I think they kind of compressed a bit of the yeah. of the the speaking, like because they flesh out on that a bit mm-hmm. in the in the borough chapter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. He he won me over. I thought I thought he was going to be a terrible choice, but. What he did was you good. think of the notable all in all overarching source of the story? the diary being put into the cauldron at that point like i was watching for that yeah and that was it was the same thing with um 
oh, what's his name from the first movie? Quirrell. Mm-hmm. Where they, they put that in there, and if you're not looking for it, it's really, I thought it would be really easy to miss. Like him meeting Harry in the first one? No, 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 but like throughout the first book, they always put Quirrell like in the shot, but like not the focus of when Snape was being creepy Snape. Okay. You know how they like, they gave you all the evidence to need that he was really the bad guy doing like the cursing Harry oh, on the broom and okay. stuff. But if you're not looking for that, you're not going to see don't it. Know. Okay. And I think they did the same thing with um, with putting the but diary into the cauldron. I think that would have worked had Harry not looked at the cauldron. It was like he kind of note, note, noted that book being put in there. Because okay. they actually shot to him looking down at it and like kind of doing this quizzical look. like. Okay, see, I couldn't remember if he did that or not. Because then at the end of the movie, when they pull up the diary and Malfoy's in Dumbledore's office, for yeah. some reason, I guess he gets to go wherever the hell he wants to. Well, they're taken to the office. Oh, yeah, but... Doesn't he storm in? He storms in while Harry and Ron are in the office. Oh, Hagrid. I thought you said Harry. No, no, not Sorry. Hagrid. Malfoy. Who? Malfoy, Malfoy just storms into Dumbledore's office at the end of the movie with Dobby in tow. Yeah. Like, set at the end. And because he's a governor of the school. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's probably right. Yeah. Um, I, no, it is again, right. I'm, Not probably right. Listen, it's I'm uneducated right. and yeah, an American, so every. What does I, that make me? A non-American because I know Harry Potter? No, as an uneducated American, my wrong opinions are about as valid as any other opinion. That are educated. <laughs> that's informed. And an American. Got yeah. it. All right. Um, but they do this. They hold up the diary, and Dobby does the most obvious, like, yank on Harry's arm, like, <laughs> this guy does Which it. I don't make sense. Like, oh, you can't tell him throughout the whole meeting, but now you can. And now he can, and he doesn't smack his yeah, face on something. Not like, at all. Dobby is an inconsistent asshole. And I don't think that... Maybe that was in the book. I don't think so. No, because they make the whole point is Harry noticed. Yeah, that was there. It wasn't like, and then Dobby comically yanked on Harry's arm and rolled his eyes in an overly dramatic fashion <laughs> to show Harry that it was <laughs> Malfoy who did it. So, um, um and then yeah. before we get to school, the other thing mm. that I didn't like about the book is the whole way Harry ended up not in Diagon Alley using the flu powder. Oh, okay. Because in the book, it's like, oh, there's ash and sulfur, and Harry's choking, and he's not quite clear. Yeah. And in the movie, Harry just apparently forgets how to use English. He's like, Diagilly. Yeah, it's like, do you need to make sure you speak very clearly? <laughs> he's nervous. You try being a 12-year-old boy. Remember? Yeah, I did 12 that. 12-year-old boy. Yeah. Did you ever mess up your words when you were 12? Not when somebody said to make sure to speak very, very clearly, or you'll go to the wrong place in this magic fireplace oh she's i just it, it would be very such easy a t- judgmental 30 year old man i am for a 12 yeah. year old boy just <laughs> rude i i just think it would have been that would have been an easy thing to put in about just some ash or smoke in the air or even just have him cough a little bit while he's doing it mm-hmm. but they have him just flat out say a different word mm-hmm. and i do that was one part i did miss out on not having in the movie where the book where draco and his father are in that store oh yeah in the magic shop where they find out a little bit there's more character building about the malfoys yeah there's a lot of world building about it too yeah and And, i mean that portrays later in the book where when they turn into crab and goyle and malfoy says like dad keeps all his stuff under the secret yeah yeah it's spot under the staircase so it doesn't they kept they cut both scenes from the book 
for the movie. Yeah, and, so. and the the question is, I'm curious. We didn't like look at deleted scenes on the disc or anything, but mm-hmm. I wonder, did they shoot it and cut it for time? Could have. Or did they just decide not to include it because they didn't think it was crucial? I don't know. But yeah, you know, we're we're not experts here. I'm certainly not. No, you're uneducated. <laughs> so now, when they get to school, what, yes, what we, do you like? Uh, I mean the the scene of them being like basically like dragged up to the office and like trying trying to drag their suitcases and yeah. hide them with everyone's I kind of like that like that felt very genuine to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the office confrontation was not real great. I didn't think. No, it was real flat, and I I remember just noting of when Dumbledore walks in and Snape stands up and he's like these boys have committed like they're the only two kids here you don't yeah. need to full-on you know straight arm finger point at them Severus. what other boys are you talking about yeah yeah <laughs> these boys get this and double orders because like who? who where i don't see them <laughs> which boys are you talking about it's just it seemed really over the top but yeah i mean it was, it was okay yeah i i don't have really much good to say about them there's not a lot that was really great about it no it just didn't captivate me into wanting to watch the whole movie yeah i don't know why i don't like how they changed the like the history of the chamber of secrets like they they obviously didn't want to do an extra ghost professor scene gotcha so they looped in mcdonald's class like today we're gonna turn rats into cups and her mother's goes like Tell us about the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, it has really no context for her to be asking <laughs> it's, when it's a history question kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's it it just it felt like really just sudden of I find it, and I don't think I talked about this in the book, um, it's very convenient that the whole book is based off of the fact or even the well in the movie too, but it's based off the fact that um, they're working with Mandrakes that year. And mandrakes are what are what are what you need to reverse petrified <laughs> yeah. individuals. I'm like coincidence. Maybe Professor Sprout's in on this too. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she wouldn't because she'd be the opposite. But anyway, she knows. Maybe it's, she's it's like, very much yeah. like we're introducing the tool that will uh, save everybody. save everybody at the end. Yeah, yeah. but it was just like <laughs> that's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like at the start of Star Wars, uh, where they just put your phone on vibrate. Okay. So it buzzes. All right. Shush. Okay. Um, it's it's like the beginning of Star Wars. We're like, here, take these secret planes to the Death Star. And you go, I wonder if those will come into play later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, the, yeah. They, they made the, the mm. cuts for time, and it just made the story seem so like disconnected. Yeah. Like the, what's the Hufflepuff boy's name that gets petrified? Justin. Justin. They, they show him getting like... Flinch Fletchery or Fletchery Flinch. Okay. I can't remember. It's a mouthful. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they show the scene with the, the snake in the dueling club. Yes. And then that's it. They don't build on any of like him being like terrified of Harry. And no. then Harry just finds him petrified. And- well, they do a little bit. They show the scene from them being in the library or like a study hall, basically. And they're working in the book, I think it's Harry goes to the library and he sees, he f- knows that other people are whispering about yeah. him. So he, because he comes he up across, confronts them, he yeah. confronts them here. He just walks away from them. Right. So I mean, they built on it a little bit there, but not by much. Like yeah, but then he, Harry finds them and they're like, it's that boy. I'm like, mm-hmm. what boy? Who is that? I don't. Which that character was built upon, like in the first scene when they're in Professor Spout's greenhouse and Justin 
is put into their group. And yeah, like he works inter- with Harry in the book he and everything. Yeah, introduces himself for the first time into the. Yeah, it's it's just one of those cuts that, like, if you're going to keep that continuity, which yeah. to stay true to the book, at least put in a line somewhere about. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that Justin guy won't even like look at me anymore, mm-hmm. and then he finds him because yeah. otherwise it's. Just, who the hell is that kid? Why do I yeah. care? It didn't really even come across that a lot of people thought Harry was the heir of Slytherin like it did in the book. Especially like with George and uh, Fred going around like, make way, make way yeah, for the heir of Slytherin. And, yeah, um, I think, I think, I think Ron mentioned it once I after the heir. dueling club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there was a lot more building up of that in the book, which wasn't portrayed in the movie. Yeah, it, it's, it's really weird to see like so much get taken out mm-hmm. and you still end up with a movie like as extended as it was yeah <laughs> what it's still on okay i'm watching it yeah oh no i'm it's over oh I mean, bummer I, guess, I missed it <laughs> <laughs> i i guess part of it is they took the uh end confrontation in the book which is like a page and a half and they turned it into 15 minutes yeah. on screen yeah um what'd you think of uh the aragog scene in the Forbidden Forest. It was fun. I mean, yeah. it was okay. Uh, fun. Okay. That's totally different. But um, <laughs> it was okay. It was uh, a little nerve-wracking with all the spiders. Um, it told... So that was effective for you. Yeah. I think it was a good scene. It still kind of held true to the scene in the book. So that was good. Yep. I still don't understand why Hagrid's friend would then think Hagrid would be okay with them eating his friends yeah. so that still doesn't make sense to me but well, you know <clears throat> i didn't write I, the book. i guess i can see haggard being overly <laughs> trusting of the monsters he yeah. keeps company with because mm-hmm. it doesn't enter his head and like oh they'll eat these fucking kids yeah so it was it was a good episode the car was good to have in there um i would have liked had the car like in the book where the car like opens their door it's or doors for them to run into and it drives them away where in the movie they still had to drive away yeah and i would have liked it had the car still been in control because yeah, it added was... more like the car is saving them even though they were total assholes of driving it into the yeah, whomping willow at, at this point the car in the movie the car is like well i'm here you you yeah. jerks do the where rest in the book the car's the hero right pretty much here is just a another plot prop yeah and then I still don't get it. It's like, and then the car drives back into the forest. Because it's gone wild. I know, but why would the car not fly away? Right? Crickets. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's like, well, I'm going to go back in and uh, run over some more spiders. See ya. <laughs> I'm going to go tackle these mofos. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, there's... there's just not a lot that stood out about this movie. I realized for the first time that Coronel... I can't pronounce names. Fudge. Who? Cornelius. Thank you. Jesus. It's the wine, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it was the first time I realized he had a ponytail as the actor. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that. I'm like, he has a ponytail? What the? <laughs> so I'm wondering if it's a wizard thing, like more established, older wizards have long hair, whereas like Arthur Weasley doesn't, but he's more modern. He likes muggles, so he has the short type of hair. Sure. Whereas Malfoy is like old school wizard. He's got like that long. So it's more of that aristocrat. Yeah, and then Dumbledore's got the uh, long dreads. Yeah, the very. (laughs) Can you imagine Dumbledore with dreads? dreads. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Harry, turn on the Bob Marley. (laughs) 
What did you think of Fox? Eh. Oh, really? I love that part. I think that's a cool... Um, I thought they kept true to the book on, you know, Harry seeing him. It was such, it's such a small factor in the book, but yet they were able to portray it very well oh, in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about when Harry sees him for the first time. Yeah, for the first time I, and even I, in, at the end. At the end, I was just like, eh, that's a bird puppet. Like, it just oh. really, like the... I didn't like him. The only thing about the end is where in the book, Voldemort is like, oh, and your bird's crying, like... He's like making fun of it, not realizing, oh, it's healing him. And in the movie, it's after he'd already died. It's after died. he's gone. So it kind of loses um, its effect there a little bit. Yeah. It's, I, in the end scene in the movie, because again, it was kind of stretched out. It was like, who's going to help you now, Harry Potter? And then like the bird flies Whoosh! in and then leaves. Yeah. It was and like, then Harry's about to get eaten by a snake. Bird flies in, eats the eyes. No, leaves, he doesn't eat the eyes. He stabs, stabs him out. out. Whatever. Well, it's different. It's not the same. It's well, different. Well, Harry didn't look. He saw the shadows on the ceiling because he couldn't look. Because but then, he died. But then the bird flies away. And then when Harry's almost about to die, then the bird comes back again. And I'm just like, hey, just stick around, Fox. You might be you might be needed. You're a magical bird. I don't know. I don't know. But but the scene in Dumbledore's office was very well executed, I thought. Yeah, I like that very much. And I, I did like the, the acting where uh, Dumbledore comes down and Harry's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. The bird just lit on fire. It's all, all on his own. <laughs> but it was good. Because it portrays like he's not used to the wizarding world still. And yeah. So that was on par. Yeah. Um, How did you the, like the Hermione being petrified? I mean, she literally looked like stone. It was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, they did make Colin less annoying. Well, yeah, because he's petrified, honey. No, no, no. Even before <laughs> that. Because he was only in there once. Yep. That's it. That's a secret. Take some of that out. <laughs> um, what'd you think of the uh, the Quidditch match and the the fixing of Harry's broken arm? Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was gross. Even yeah. in the book, it's not in the books. It's still gross. Like I uh, and I. Uh, but in the <laughs> movie, it's way worse. That's just disgusting. Well, I think it's worse because they put that like slurping yeah, that, flesh sound effect mm-hmm. on it, which. To me, I was like, that doesn't make sense. If you take, like, a raw steak and you just sort of, like, fold it over on itself. But if it, you're, like, flapping the steak around, it's going to make noises. I know, but, it, like, even when he, like, folded his arm back, like, that part's, like, it's kind of, like, the gross visual humor, but you don't need that. I think it's more f- that noise when it goes forward. It, it, anytime his arm moved, um, they did, like, the squishy meat sound. I don't care. It's so it's- gross. <laughs> it, it's disgusting. <laughs> Why is Skelligro... In a bottle shaped like a skeleton. Because it's... Would a label not be more effective? There was a label on it. I know, but just the label is fine, right? Because it's called Harry Potter World. (laughs) (laughs) Things are overdramatic in Wizarding World. Apparently. (laughs) Everything has to be labeled and look just as such as it is. Oh, I remembered something. Mm. From the first uh, Lockhart's class. Yes. The Pixies. Neville would have his ears ripped off. Oh, that's There's true. no way a person gets suspended by their damn ears. And like, I, that poor bastard would be just, uh, like, a double Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that type of truth, if Ron had actually put a spell on him to eat slugs, he'd die. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. You can't just keep throwing up slugs. Yeah. I would die. <laughs> I don't think he... Yeah. That, that was disgusting, but very... That was good effect. Except I didn't, and that's back to the book. I didn't like how that scene went down in the movie versus the book. Where, you know, 
Harry doesn't know what a mud plug is. Hermione really doesn't understand it. And it's Ron who takes the lead and explains it even between throwing up slugs. I think it's much more leveled out there than Hermione, like, poor me type of factor in the yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. She did kind of get a little, like... Sulky. Yeah. yeah. What was me? I was called the bad word. Yeah. I mean, I've been called way worse, probably, in my lifetime. I know my mom has, but, like, <laughs> called me badly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we, should we talk about the end? Yeah. Oh, God. So. All right. Where to start? So, he beats the snake up, saves Jenny, kills Voldemort. They go back. Hermione gets unpetrified. The end. That would have been way better if it had been that fast. That's how it did go. I'm just, it was. It well, was funny how the, 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 fight, the final battle. Yeah, the fight. Let's talk about that. It was bit. longer in the movie than it was even in the book. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was way stretched out. Yeah. But it had and good effects. I liked how the tunnel with the snakes. Yeah, the set design was really yeah, cool the there. Set that design, was, that was like, a big improvement. Especially in the book, it talks about how Slytherin is this man and how the snake comes out, I think, between his legs. Something like that, and yeah. And where this was just the the face, Like the, the mouth head, opens up. And, and the, the mouth. And I thought that was much cooler. Yeah. Although I don't get the part where Tom Riddle's like, let's see how Harry Potter does against the power of the best wizard in the world. Get him, snake. <laughs> <laughs> you do the dirty work. Yeah. And I'll finish him off. It's like we talked about this a little bit before, but if Tom Riddle is the memory of Voldemort when he was 16, mm-hmm. and putting aside the discussion we had about how stupid it is to read Design 92, I am something. Yes. How does he know what happened after Harry, after Here, everything? Here's a spoiler alert. You ready? Sure. It's magic. It can still be bullshit. <laughs> it's magic, like, honey. I guess, yeah, but you don't, because Harry knows magic, he doesn't know the future, 30 years and well, 40 years Well, if that's the case, the then why, but that, like, whole, totally blocks out the whole purpose of the whole movie. If he didn't know about the future, then why the hell is the diary even there? Because the diary wouldn't even know about Harry Potter. Yeah. It had to have been Ginny just Y'all talking to the diary. Should see be seeing Lance's head. It looks like his brain just exploded. I'm just wrapping my head around it. Yes. <laughs> like poof. <laughs> and you think it well maybe it has to do with Jenny. It's, it yes, it has to be Ginny just pouring everything into him. But, but why would she tell him about Harry Potter and killing Lord Voldemort? Like it's yeah, I don't know about where he's just like she must have just met some like, oh, the boy who defeated Lord Voldemort. And Maybe. he's just like, oh, tell me more about this kid. That sound, he sounds really awesome, and I bet he's cute, right? And then she just pours out everything. Maybe. I mean, that's not even how it's explained in the book. No, but... I'm wondering if it's just part of the magic of putting your essence in something, even though, like... Like, part of your essence keeps going back to it, so it always well, has a current It's part of, of your essence, so it's just part of you, so you're still alive within that. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the snake fight was fine. Mm-hmm. The snake looked pretty what, real. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was a good mix of, I feel like that was probably a practical effect, like mixed in with CGI. Oh, yeah. Especially it, the water part. I noticed at the end, like, they had the snake coming out of the water and his tail was in it. And it was like, oh, I bet that's, like, this is all animatrated. Anna. Yeah, animatronic. Thank you. <laughs> Whereas the tail was just laying there. Right. So, um, although Harry's not the best strategist. 
Harry's not the best at sword play yeah. either. <laughs> I have a sword. I will climb this flat wall. He wanted to get level with it. So he was just, you know, it yeah, made sense it, to me. Why would you want the snake looking down at you and like... I mean, okay, maybe, but just seemed... Look, the, the one thing I didn't like about the fight is they did the one like little CGI cutscene where it's like the first time the snake gets hit by something and it does that like roll and like snap towards the camera mm-hmm. and i'm just my brain just was like oh this is in 3d at one I point wonder, wasn't it like maybe. that's it just felt like one of those cheap like somebody just going Whoa. yeah i never i don't know if it was yeah i don't know like it would have been pretty early for that kind of stuff yeah it could have just been the effect they wanted to use maybe so it's like people were like oh it's coming yeah still at me but not with that whole effect but yeah yeah so yeah harry defeats uh Tom Riddle by stabbing a, his diary with a snake fang. Fang. Yep. Tooth. Teeth. Tooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, does he say to Ginny, like, it's all okay? It's, it's just, just a memory? Mm-hmm. He does say that in the book? Okay. Oh, no. I don't think he says that right? in the book. That was so cheesy. I don't think. If I'm wrong, I'll come back and t- tell everybody next. But I don't think he says that because it's very yeah, cheesy. It's, it's, a, it's just a memory. Like, we've just proven that memories can come back 50 years later and try to kill you, yeah. Harry. You are using the wrong analogy here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the five-minute scene of Dumbledore explaining the plot of the movie to mm-hmm. everyone involved. Yep. Because um, in case you missed the first hour and yeah. 30 minutes and just like need to add in, like, well you're a parcel tongue because Dumble or because voldemort is a parcel tongue yeah so who did dumbledore get it from like dumbledore's not parcel tongue not dumbledore sorry voldemort he was born with it so why couldn't harry be born that's it, it just it felt like a weird thing why what? couldn't harry have been born a parcel tongue because it doesn't run in his family he's not part of southern family you're only parcel tongue if you're from Slytherin's descendants. Oh, I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You guys catching the theme yet that I don't really know what I'm talking He's about? He's uneducated, people. <laughs> yeah, you're only a parcel tongue if you're descended from Slytherin. Aha. Gotcha. And since when he killed, tried to kill when, Harry, he put an essence of himself, that's kind of gross, in a hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's illegal in most states. And that's why he can speak parcel yep. tongue. Okay. Or parcel mouth or whatever. He's a parcel mouth who can speak parcel tongue. That's it. Yeah, that's not confusing. No. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they have the feast. Hermione they- came running back, gave Perry a big hug, and there was the intro of the love affection between Hermione and Ron. Yep. The love triangle that will ensue for the rest <laughs> of book three, four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, completely obvious. Like, oh hi, friendly handshake. And his voice dropped really low. We're we're not going to awkwardly do things to each other later in life. Yes. <laughs> I will not be putting my essence. I look forward to falling. <laughs> okay, that's better than my joke. I was going for you win. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then, why <laughs> did it take so long to finish after Haggard comes back? It didn't take that. What are you talking about? Like it's it. It was just like again. I. What are you talking? This about? This was after in the first when we watched the end, like where you fell asleep because you were already. Yeah, like, I so watched it board. again today. I know. But Hager comes down. He walks through the thing. 
he says something, everybody's cheers, stands up, cheers, and it's over. Yeah. At that point, the movie's already long enough. Hagrid comes back in. Everyone sees Hagrid. You start clapping. Then you can be done. It was. No, you don't need to spend like the two minutes like going in and like, oh, thanks for saving me, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Like, you're the real heroes here. Like, we already know this. It took all of five seconds. You're being way, way, way. I'm, maybe I'm being more hypercritical, but... Hypocritical? Hypercritical. Oh, hypercritical. Yes. Oh, sorry. You know, after like two hours and 35 minutes of this, my patience wears a little thin. Yeah, I think you think you feel the movie went on like for another half hour when in all honesty it went on for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it felt like 30. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, you didn't like it. I didn't I'm, care for it all it's, that much. Yeah, just, I'm really was, looking. I'm halfway through book three. I stopped reading it, so I wouldn't make the like that one error I made earlier. <laughs> sorry, everyone. And then I'm excited to finish book three, and because I think the rest of the series is really yeah. You good see after. more spirit about the book. Mm-hmm. I I know that Alfonso Curion directed the third movie, and he's just won how many Oscars now in like the last five years? Yeah, and I, I've seen all of his like newer stuff yeah i'm just like ooh, ooh this yeah. might be good then yeah i wonder so, who directed four five and six and seven i'll have to look that up yeah we can talk about it when we get to them so yeah but overall one yeah it gets a one because i watched it <laughs> <laughs> it was not very well it's just not a good movie mm, yeah um well and maybe it has to all do with director like I, that was that's yeah that's the big thing with this because I knew when the dramatic beats were because the camera would tilt 45 degrees on the characters' faces. That's true. Or like the corridor or wherever he was, Harry was walking into wherever someone yeah. had been petrified. It would change. Yeah, Christopher Columbus discovered like a rotating gimbal for his camera and he's like, uh, this goes in everything. Speaking of cameras like that, where did I... Oh, I we were watching Black Panther. Yeah. This came into mind. So you know the scene where the imposter, the half, the cousin, what's right. his name? Killmonger? Yeah, he comes in. Do you realize when he comes into the thr- throne room? The sp- they do the, the 180? Yeah, I'm like, that's actually really cool because it's like wor- the world's effective. been turned upside down for all these people. Yep. It was like, that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah so that that technique has been improved since 2002 yeah obviously. instead of just 45 degrees like, off it just does a whole 180 yep and then <laughs> or actually is it a 180 it's a 180 yeah. yeah you're right no it just starts from bottom and all he does is that so it's a 90 degree no that's 180 90 is a quarter turn i thought that was 40 oh no see i haven't taken geometry forever <laughs> that happens when yep. you get old and then um with the in respect to the directing of this movie, going back to what oh, you said about oh, that's a three sixty. Yep, but three. Well, why didn't you correct me? Anyway. I did correct you. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, what? Um, you were talking about the actor playing Tom Riddle, how he could be like a better Harry Potter correct. than Daniel Radcliffe. I was not a fan of how he was like directed mm-hmm. in this because, well, I guess two things in how actors were directed. Somebody needs to teach the. I don't know if this continues on or not, but the kid that says Malfoy mm-hmm. cannot say Potter without putting the full force of his lungs yeah. behind his lips. Like It's so forceful. Potter! And it's, and it's like, yeah. we get it. He doesn't like him. You can back <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah. He actually doesn't have that much to do in this movie at all. Yeah. No, he sits around and he goes, Potter. Yeah, because I think they 
It's at the bookshop, maybe once during school. Oh, so, there's the dueling club. The dueling club. Oh, I guess there is more. Dueling club and then the Quidditch. Because he's oh, the yeah, because he's, he's the douchebag new seeker. Yeah. That daddy bodice. At least the Gryffindors didn't have to buy their way in. They got them. <laughs> They're growing up. I always thought she said pro talent. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But it's I've had to like listen over the years. It's oh, yeah. pure. Pure talent. But it sounds off for me. Yeah. Um, but the and then at the end with the the Tom Riddle character mm-hmm. and like at the end is like and Voldemort will be back very much alive. <laughs> and I'm just like like contract your dramatic pauses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just I'm just like okay it just if it, it got to like the over over directing a little bit of like yeah being too nitpicky about like. And again, maybe I'm just applying too much to it. I'm it's like, like this is a memory of a 16 year old kid. The like he's over dramatic not... of the kid versus yeah. just being a normal 16 year old. Right. But maybe he was supposed to be portrayed that way because he's actually a very old person. In it, yeah, so, I mean, there's different ways around, but I just thought I'm just like that's ah, a little hammy, a little much. Yeah, a little little was too cheesy. Was that hammy or was it? It's all a memory. They were both. That was oh, they were that equal. was ham and cheese. Ham and cheese. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yours is a ham and cheese. That was a ham and cheese. What you just said. A little corny. Okay. <laughs> no. What food are we talking about? I don't know. Moving should we, on. Should we go get tacos? Um, nope. Not drunk enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people say the movies get better. Yeah. I'm looking forward to And they to would them. have to. We hope. <laughs> God, we hope. I Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, Twilight series. It never got better, but we hope Harry Potter gets better. <laughs> oh my god, are you dragging me into six more Twilight movies? No, now? we are not watching. We are we are not doing a podcast on Twilight, and we are not watching those movies. No, no, I was just saying, like, if, if you're dragging me into six more movies of like quality of Twilight, oh. that's we're we're in for some bad times. No, no, I, I hold out hopes for number three. So I think three is great. Yep. It really just goes forward that's where that's where it sparks out. out yep okay that's where it becomes harry potter yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. all right so yeah we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the third book yep i'm halfway done so you better get reading yeah i'll read tomorrow or something shut up <laughs> you have a comic book to read yeah that'll be 45 minutes of yeah. my time. <laughs> I was actually going to say 45 minutes, yeah. Oh, see, You know so me so well. <laughs> so, I hope everybody liked this week's episode of An Uneducated Muggle. Um, if you didn't, I'm really sorry, but please come back next time. <laughs> we hope, like we said, the book and the movies get better over time. Since we have, like Lance said, uh, Oscar director directing the third film. So, um, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your cat, your dog, your lizard. I don't care. Listen, like, share. We would really appreciate the um, the sponsorship. And if you have any comments or corrections you can throw away, please do so. You can find us at uh, puzzlemedia.com uh, for the website. And on social media, we are at puzzlemedia on both Twitter and Instagram. Great. So we hope to see you all next time. Anything else to add there, you uneducated No, get me out of this movie. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.